The New American reports that 14 American cities plan to ban meat and dairy products, as well as all private vehicles, within the next seven years. Even electric vehicles are on the chopping block. Well, we will analyze this and many other stories, all while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with The End Time Show. Thank you for joining me. And, wow, 14 American cities to ban meat and dairy products. I've got that story to go through later on. But in Houston and Austin down here in Texas, I was talking to our producers here just prior to me going on the program, and I said, you guys have got to be kidding me. They think they're going to ban meat consumption here in Texas that's never going to happen. I know it won't happen in Dallas because I live in one of the north cities of Dallas and none of the guys around here are going to ban, they're not going to be able to ban meat consumption because Texas people are meat eaters and there's cattle on a thousand hills here and we like to consume them. So sorry guys, you're not going to be able to ban meat here in Texas. That's not going to happen. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to Friday Open Line. The number to reach me, one 363 I will be taking your calls today. I've already got a couple callers on the line. I'll be getting to you in just a moment. But think about this, everybody. Monday, I did a program. The rapture is not the next event to occur on God's prophetic timeline. I know that goes against a lot of people's theology. But there's a lot of people out there saying, well, the rapture is the next event to occur on God's prophetic timeline. The rapture is imminent. And so I wanted to let God's prophetic timeline. They say it's the next one on God's prophetic timeline. Well, we looked at a prophetic timeline. If you didn't get to watch Monday's show, go back and watch it. I did something new on our big screen behind us, and I'm going to be doing more of that. Me and Doug and Vince are going to start to utilize the big screen, and we're going to be teaching through charts and graphs and articles and all kinds of things. We've got a lot of things coming up in the near future. So if you didn't get to see Monday's, And, uh, uh, you know, today's calling. If you want to call in and talk about whether you believe the rapture is the next thing to occur on God's prophetic timeline, I'm happy to talk with you about that. And if you can give me a verse of Scripture that says the rapture, where the Lord will come to send His angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather His elect, if you can find a Scripture that says that occurs before the tribulation period, before the great tribulation then hey, I'd have to consider that because I'm a truth, I'm a truth teacher, I'm a truth seeker. And so um, if you'd like to talk about that, let's go. Uh, Tuesday, Doug and Vince talked about unmasked, unashamed, um, some different things about more mask mandates and what happened with people that didn't want a mask. Wednesday, five things to confirm the final seven years. So much prophecy in the news right now. And what are some of the characteristics that uh, go with a peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. What are those five or six characteristics that would absolutely let us know that we are in that final seven-year period? And then, of course, on Wednesday as well, I was up on the Jim Baker show. 
And, wow, what a program we had. I was actually on Jim Baker, and I was on Mondo De La Vega's program right after that. We did three, two and a half hours of programming. And I was able to push uh, the new book that we have, Understanding the End Time, and the new set of DVDs that we have on the Jim Baker and Mondo show. And, man, it was very well received. Uh, I gave one to Jim. I gave one to Mondo. And Jim's wife, Lori, was pouring through the book. They're going to getting ready to start a school up there. And they actually mentioned using this Understanding the End Time book as one of their textbooks on their, in their prophecy teaching. And I, I was like, man, that would be a killer idea because it just goes through point after point. And they asked me, and you might be interested in this, what's in the book? What's in the Understanding the End Time book? And I went through all the chapters, and Lori was in disbelief. And because I didn't look at the book. And so um, she said, well, Dave, what is in the book? And I said, look, the first chapter is modern nations in the Bible. The second chapter, those modern nations federalized into a one world governing body. This is all very prophetic, everybody. The third chapter was the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The ideologies controlling the, the thought processes of mankind, the spirits in the end time. And the fourth chapter was World War III. The fifth and sixth chapter is the history and the future of Israel, prophetically speaking. And then the seventh chapter is the Holy Roman Empire reborn. The eighth chapter is the Antichrist and false prophet. The ninth chapter is the Mark of the Beast. The tenth and eleventh chapter are two chapters devoted to the end time world religion. The twelfth chapter is the seven trumpets. The thirteenth chapter is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the fourteenth chapter is the, the coming kingdom of God and how you can be a part of that coming kingdom of God. That's the 14 chapters and the 14 DVDs included in the book and the DVD series. So if you'd like to order that, go to endtime.com, go to our store, and you can pick that up there. And honestly, I think we've already had to reorder because so many people have bought these. And I know many of you guys bought them, uh, uh, that pre-ordered them. And it was so cool to have that uh, VIP chat with you. And I, I don't know who the VIP was on the call, but we had a good time, didn't we? And so uh, we're going to be doing some more of those calls in a very near future. So looking forward to that. But so much happening this week. And then yesterday, a good friend of ours, uh, Dr. Robert Costa, was here. And he talked about FedCoin and uh, the truth behind the Federal Reserve and central bank digital currencies and all kinds of different things. So if you didn't get to watch this week's programming, I would encourage you to go back and watch some of these shows and to help you because really our goal here, we don't teach prophecy to scare people. That's not what we're doing. We teach hope and faith throughout the end time. What do we do? We know what's coming ahead of us. The Bible lays all this stuff out in great detail. And my hope is that I know just prior to the second coming, all these things are going to happen. So when the second coming occurs, folks, if, you're, if you've been born again, we're out of here. And so that's my eternal hope right there is that when the trumpet sounds, my feet are going to leave the ground. I Yes, I will be caught up to meet him in the air. That's the event we, call, we refer to as the rapture. And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. My body's going to go from being a mortal, having the ability to die, to immortal, the inability to die, and I'm going to rule and reign as, as a king and priest with Jesus Christ in his kingdom on the earth over mortals that are left here for that 1,000-year millennial reign. Now, man, don't you want to be a part of that? 
That's our great hope. And yes, I do have hope, my hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ from here till there. But I'm telling you what, I'm looking forward to, this old world's not my home, everybody. I'm just passing through here. I'm looking for that eternal home. That's what I'm preparing for. I'm preparing my spirit man to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. And I know that's what you guys are looking for as well. So that's what all of this is devoted to. It's given us uh, timelines and showing us all the events that are coming just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, putting that on your radar to make sure that you're preparing because that event's going to happen very soon. So just be ready. That's the most important thing, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. Make sure that you are ready to meet the Lord. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptized in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show, everybody, and I do thank you for joining me. Today's open line, we're going to go straight to the phones. Again, the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Let's go to David in New Jersey. God bless, Dave. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, God bless you. God bless you, my friend. What's your question? Yes, I um, I have a question for you. Is 
uh, global warming. Uh, uh, do you believe that global warming uh, is a prophetic uh, fulfillment of the scripture in the book of Revelation? I think it's somewhere in chapter 16. Yeah, where the, where the, the sun would be uh, given power to scorch men. Upon the sun. Yeah, yeah. So, a power was given unto to, uh, to scorch men. Or right. Yeah, no, I do not believe that that is prophetic, and that's not what that scripture is talking about. That scripture is specifically talking about part of the wrath of God, the vials of the wrath of God that will be poured out on the armies that come down against Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. That will be localized in the country of Israel. And so, but the rest of the world, as far as global warming goes, human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change and all that, in Genesis 8:22, the Bible says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So for somebody to say, oh, human-induced global warming is... Uh, leads to climate change, and we're going to burn up the planet, and the the uh, you know the the um, sea levels are going to rise and flood the nations and all that. That simply is not going to happen. Human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is absolute propaganda. Just like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says, it's a hoax. It absolutely is a hoax. It's all about wealth redistribution and leading to absolute control by a world governing body. But um, it, it, there's nothing to it. The earth has been heating up and cooling down since God created it um, thousands of years ago. So, no, the Revelation 16 where the Bible says the sun will be given power to scorch men, that is not global warming. That is a part of the vials of the wrath of God poured out upon those that come down against Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you, my friend, and thank you for the call. Hey, uh, my good friend Joe in New York. God bless. Welcome back to the End Time Show, Joe. Hey, brother. How are you feeling, sir? I feel tremendous. You look tremendous. You look wonderful. You know, I read the email you guys sent out about the, uh, you know, them uh, eliminating meat and dairy. And, you know, New York is one of those cities on the list. I I, got to see that happen. That'll cause riots here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, in Texas, too. Oh yeah, no way. It's, that's that's it's insane. It's it's all getting more and more and. But here's the. I, I want to just touch upon a couple of points that Holy Spirit is letting me see because things are happening quicker and quicker. Sure. Very fast. A couple of things because I've always been curious how this one world system is going to manipulate such a mass amount of people. But looking at here in the United States of America, we have this jughead in the White House now that wants to make smoking marijuana legal. They want to make tobacco illegal because they want people to smoke pot. And it's big time being pushed here in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're legalizing smoking marijuana, which is called pot, right? Sure. Now, I know about smoking pot. I grew up in the streets of New York City in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I was smoking pot when I was 13 years old in 1960. Mm-hmm. I know what marijuana does to your brain. It makes you stupid. That's what they want. That's one of, that's one of Satan's hooks. 
They want people to stop smoking. They're trying to make tobacco illegal and marijuana legal. Why do they want to do that? Because they want to stupefy people. Like one of those lunatics over there in Devo, the elitist there, the World Economic Forum said that in the future, people will just be playing video games and, 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 and doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And I see it all coming together. It's all these little pieces, and like I'm going, this is insanity. We have a government that wants to push marijuana and make tobacco illegal. They want tobacco illegal because they want people to smoke pot, because it stupefies you. Mm -hmm. That's one point. But I'm seeing this AI start to infiltrate companies big time. Google is buying AI and intelligence. And now I just read the other day that this other search uh, uh, company, Bing, is a big uh, popular search engine. And they're looking into artificial intelligence. And I'm telling everybody wherever I go, because I don't hear anybody saying it, there's no such thing. It's the leftist to control companies. They want to get to the point where people buy into it. It's another hook for evil. Right. Now, the Democratic Party at this point has been taken over by the leftists, lock, stop, and, and barrel. That's why they're going after Donald Trump. They're afraid of him because he ain't buying into their garbage. Right. But we got to pray. God's family, us that know the Lord and know truth, we've got to open our eyes and wake up. We, People who are physically able, young people who are believers, got to get involved with local com- communities, with local governments, local school boards. We got to raise our voices because it's unnerving what is taking place in our country. It is unnerving. But us Amen. that have our lives with with Messiah Jesus, I mean, you know, I I go through all these emotional things, Dave, because I'm crazy. I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> But the joy of the Lord is my strength, Amen. man. And that's what I lean into. That's why I tell people, be in the Scriptures. There's a lot of, lot of Christians that I've met over the years that, that read the Scriptures once in a while. Anybody hearing my voice, you've got to read God's Word. You've got to be born of the Spirit, and you've got you to gotta take action. You got, we've got to raise up our voices besides praying. We, you know, I'm an intercessor. I pray day, night and day. You know, Dave, that's sure. that's my job because I physically, you know, next week I, <laughs> next Friday I turn 76. So I'm lucky I'm still breathing. <laughs> sure, understood. Well, Joe, I, I love I, you guys. Yeah, I I do appreciate your comments and and I agree with you. I mean, the Bible says God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you got to be in the word. you got to be on your knees in prayer. And so uh, I know this world's going crazy, but it's something we got to live in. That's why I always say this world's not my home. I'm just passing through. Uh, exactly. Thank you for the call, my friend. I got, God bless you, and uh, we'll talk at you next week. And, you know, that's the thing, everybody, is what is all this boiling down to? If you look at all of the propaganda, it it all goes back mainly, not everything, but it mainly goes back to the United Nations, this world governing body. God warned us about that in great detail. God told us that Satan's master plan, it's given to us in detail in Revelation 13, a world government and its leader, the Antichrist. 
a world religion, its leader, the false prophet, and then an, a global economic sanctioning system that would be established to economically sanction people into conformance with the edicts of this world governing body. That's what the United Nations is doing right now. And all of when they want to push something health-wise, they go through the World Health Organization. And it, it's just one thing after another. All of the uh, human-induced global warming, which lead to climate change, that all come from the United Nations. It come through the... Then they, they had to have scientists that were bought and paid for to push for it. So that's where you got the International Panel on Climate Change. And they said, well, hey, all we got to make the science say what the agenda is, is being pushed. That's what human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. And now that they're wanting to get rid of your gas stove and your uh, getting you to buy solar panels and, and all of these wind turbines and going to electric cars and all of this stuff, which our, our electric grids can't even handle. If we all went to electric cars tomorrow, the electric grids can't even handle that. And so it's just, it's, it's utter nonsense, really, but it's Satan's effort of ruling the world. So anyway, that when you understand the prophecies of the Bible, the, the, the main six things you're, that we're looking for right now, world government, world religion, the precursors to the mark of the beast, we're looking for the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement, World War III, and great end-time revival. Pretty much every con- major conflict on the earth boils down to one of those six. If you really look at it, even the the 800-pound gorilla in the living room, when you look at our uh, election in 2024 coming up, really it boils down to globalism versus nationalism. And I'll be talking about this all the way to the election because most people really don't even understand that that they're they're getting mesmerized by um, little uh, trinkets here and there. And, I, you know, these debates and the whole... And the, the thing is, if I could talk to the presidential candidates, I would simply say, do you believe in globalism or do you believe in nationalism? Do you believe that the nation state is obsolete and that we should not protect our borders and we should yield up our sovereignty to a world governing body? Or do you believe in an America first where we protect our borders we have a Judeo-Christian uh, belief here. We're a Christian nation by and large. And we're going to run the country by our Constitution. So, I mean, that's what needs to be asked, period. Will you pull us out of world government, or are you going to shove us back into world government and, and yield up our sovereignty? Because that's really what's happening right now. And I would make sure I drove that point home. Of course, none of the moderators to these debates are going to do that. But I would make sure I drove that point home. And if we tried to go down a rabbit trail, I'd say, well, hold up, wait, 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 wait. Are you, going to, are you a globalist or are you a nationalist? I want to know. I would not let them up off of that because that's the 800-pound gorilla in the living room, really, in the next election. I mean, all of these other things are, there are, there are some important things. But if you're a globalist, then you're not going to protect the border. If you're a nationalist, then you're going to want to protect the border. It's very simple. And so, you know, I I would also ask them about the Federal Reserve. Will you 
take the power to print money and control how much money's in circulation and the, the, the worth of the money in the, the American dollar, will you give that back to Congress, which is which the Constitution of the United States give those powers to Congress, a group of elected officials, not the Federal Reserve. I would absolutely abolish the Federal Reserve. Now, I'm not running for president, but if I were, the, the first day in office, I would abolish the Federal Reserve. I would give the power back to Congress. If the American people didn't like what Congress was doing with the economy and with the money and printing so much money and raising inflation, then we could vote them out, vote in a new Congress, and the American people would have the power over their own economy. Right now, we do not because the Federal Reserve controls it, a, a cabal of private individuals. Uh, I'm not doing the program today. It's supposed to be calling. So uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Steve in Arkansas. God bless Steve. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful, Dave. Thanks good. for taking my call. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, uh, the pre-tribulation rapture thing, Dave, is yeah. something that is just never set well with me, and uh, it's just always... It just didn't seem right, and and I believe that God Himself put Irvin in my life yes. and explained to me in biblical and logical terms how that just cannot be possible. Yeah, and I and I know this is just a chip on my shoulder, but I I have literally lost what I considered dear friends because I do not believe and agree that there is a pre tribulation rapture. Right, and so I, I thought of something today. I'm not saying I'm the first one to ever think of it, but I, I thought of something today, and I just wanted to bounce it off of you and see what you thought. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm talking to a guy today, and he's talking about, uh, you know, the, the rapture, and he goes, uh, when all these Christians are gone, these people are just going to, oh, you know, oh, I, I'm, I missed the rapture, and i got to get right with the Lord. Right. Which makes logical sense. It does. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, and I'm just role-playing here, I miss the rapture. There, there, this list, I know I'm talking fast. I'm, I'm trying to get all this No, straight. no, I'm, I'm got, I got you loud and clear. Let's just say there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and I miss it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm immediately going to beg for forgiveness and ask Jesus to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that if there truly is a pre-tribulation rapture, that's what the majority of people are going to do. Right. And so I, I thought about that, and then I got to thinking about Revelation. Uh, excuse me, Matthew chapter seven, where Jesus is talking to them, uh, where they stand before Him on that day, mm-hmm. and they've cast out demons, and they've done this, and they've done that. Yes, in, in the name of Jesus, and He says, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Right. And, and so here, here's what I want to bounce off of you, Dave. If um, who, who are those people? Because if, if they missed a pre-tribulation rapture, certainly, surely to goodness, they got right with the Lord. So, you know, I've, I've always wondered who these people were specifically. Right. But if, if there is a pre-tribulation rapture, who who are these people? Yeah. Well, so I'm coming up to a break, Steve. If you hold over through the break, I'll answer your question on the other side. Does that sound cool? And I would love to. All right, let's do it. All right, God bless you. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime That's 800-363-8463. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And I'm going right back to Steve. Now, Steve, your question was, if there is a pre-tribulation rapture and people on the other side of that stand before the Lord someday and said, hey, we we cast out demons in your name, we healed the sick, we did all these many mighty miracles, and the Lord's going to say, I'm sorry, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. And you say, well, who are these people if there was a pre-trib rapture? Well, so... The fact of the matter is, is that the, I believe Scripture teaches a post-tribulation rapture, and that and that helps us to define who these people are. There were people uh, when the disciples took Jesus out on the Mount of Olives, and he sat down, and he started talking, and uh, he says, "Hey, you guys, guess what? This temple is going to be torn down," and it was like throwing cold water in their face. And they asked the Lord, "Well, when are these things going to be? What's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of this age?" And the first words out of Jesus' mouth in the, at the Olivet Discourse was, Take heed that no man deceives you, for many Thank will come in my name and deceive many. And so there are people today on the earth. Now, obviously, we believe in a post-trib rapture. So there are people today on the earth that are practicing, that say they're Christians. This is very important for everybody to understand. That, that claim to be Christian that are not. They're doing things in the name of Christ, but they're not, they have not been fully saved. And the Bible says, Jesus specifically said, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many will come in my name. They'll say, well, we're doing these things in Jesus' name, but they have not been fully saved. And it's very, very important that we understand that because you want to make sure, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. But yet there are people that in the name of Jesus, that things are happening, that people have been healed, that demons have been cast out. But it does not mean that those people were saved. That's very, very important. And so there are many people that pray in the name of Jesus Christ, and things happen. But it does not mean, just because people pray in the name of Jesus, does not mean they're saved. Jesus told Nicodemus, 
who was a, uh, a Jew at that time, he said, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. And so it's very important that you, you make sure that you're born again. That's why we give the brochure out. What do you mean born again? Because it goes through all the scriptures and details and everything. But that's how it's going to be, Steve, is that in the end time, there is going to be a post-tribulation rapture. The Bible tells about that over and over and over. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of, I'd like to play along with your pre-trib scenario there. But yeah. I, I can't do that and answer well, the question. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, and, and, and I understand that. I, yeah. I truly do. But my, I guess my I guess my question is facetious or rhetorical. Yeah, I know. My question is to the pre-tribulation people. Yeah, who would that who, be? Who are these people? Yeah. No, I, I totally you know? agree with you. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is that, um, but I believe that, that Jesus was saying, hey, there's going to be people who are, that say they're Christian that are not. But yes, then there will yes. be true Christians, and when the rapture happens, they're the ones that are going to be taken, but there will be others that stand before him, and he's going to say, I'm sorry, I depart from me in your work of iniquity. I, I don't even know who you are. I know you did things in my name, but that's because all power in heaven and earth is given under that name. But that right. does not mean you have been born again. So um, if, you've, <coughs> if you've not read the brochure, and the reason we give out that brochure, we've given out, man, I mean hundreds and probably millions of those brochures over the years. Um, into prisons. I mean, we've sent them all around the world because I, my father-in-law before me, he wrote the brochure back in the early 70s. And I know that myself having been uh, in the, in working at the ministry for, what, 18 years now, that I've dealt with everybody from a Catholic priest to people that practice paganism and everything in between. Well, right, right. the thing is, is that I've had to tell them, uh, I've had so many different definitions of the born-again they, everybody says, I'm born again. And I say, well, how do you define that? And they'll say, well, I define it as this and that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Bible gives one definition, and I've shared so many. So we, my father-in-law ran into that early on and uh, wrote the brochure, What Do You Mean, Born Again? And we offer that. It's endtime.com slash reborn, and you can read it all right there. It gives all the verses and everything. And if there's something that you haven't done yet, I would recommend anybody do that. But um, I, I totally get your question as a rhetorical question. I get it. And yeah. I, I'm following right along with you, Steve. Let, let me say one thing. I'll let you go, Dave. Yes. I, I, I love your ministry. I love what you're doing. There's two things. Your heart is for people's souls. That is the main foremost by far. Yes, sir. You know, it doesn't matter if it's your mother-in-law, if it's Vince, Doug, Irvin did it, you yeah. do it. Yep. We want you to be ready to meet Jesus. That's y'all, it. Y'all, are, y'all are awesome. And then the other thing I really admire about you, Dave, is if you don't know, you say, I don't know. Right. And that those those two qualities, as, as strange as they may sound, just make you uh, a tremendous Bible teacher, and, and I, I love what you're doing. Yes, God bless you. Well, th- thank you for that, Steve. Wow. Um, I do thank you for the call. And um, I uh, years ago, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, started pulling me on the radio with him. And I was very, in the beginning, and I still would be probably, but in the beginning, because he knew... He was a, a Bible scholar, really, and started pulling me on the radio to do open lines like this. And he would say, Dave, today I'm going to take a call, and then you take a call. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't, I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. I didn't, I, it's like my mind would go blank. And we'd get a caller, and, and, I, and I would say, well, what, what happens if I can't answer the question? He'd say, do not be afraid to tell somebody you don't know. Because he said... 
If you just fabricate an answer, that's not going to do you any good. That's not going to do them any good. But he said, when you do answer a question, then people will know you knew what you were talking about. If you say you don't know, it adds credibility to you. So I thought, man, that is the best advice. So I'm just honest with people and say, you know what? I don't know. And, but if I do know, then we teach what we know. So God has helped us uh, all along the way by doing that. So God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Alex in California. God bless Alex. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, hello. Hi, this is Alex Velarde. Yes, sir. From California. Are you able to hear me, sir? Yes, I can. Well, thank you for having me on air, uh, um, Brother Robbins. Uh, I appreciate your guys' ministry. My grandmother has followed it for many years. Is, since her passing, she has always talked with me about subject matters. Yes, sir. Um, as it relates to, to your guys' literature and content. So I want to tell you guys thank you. Uh, for taking me on and for the for the work and of the faith and the ministry that you guys put forth, thank yes, you sir. so much. Well, yeah, absolutely. The, the questions the questions that I had were in reference to the fifth trumpet. Um, actually, all trumpets per se, but the main topic is the fifth trumpet, mm-hmm. um, and it's in reference to those um, um, uh, that were sealed. Uh, to the best of my knowledge and understanding, Revelation nine chapter uh, uh, nine verse four. Um, there's an indication that those that are sealed and receive the sealed God on their foreheads are alive. Um, I find that in direct reference to the literature um, stated a chapter and a half preceding that in Revelation chapter 7, verses 2 to 4, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, here we see the sealing of God on the foreheads, and obviously this happens, the sealing happens in roughly the the, the final three and a half years. So I, and my understanding is, and this is kind of where me and my grandmother probably kind of like flash swords, I would say like, Grandma, how is it possible that this happened already if the sealing of the fore- and the foreheads doesn't take place until the until the um, 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 final three and a half years? And so I bring it to your attention as well, because there's a couple of things in this area um, that, that are concerning to me. And I, I would like to ask you, in addition to um, 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 folks that were actually killed during the Gulf War, mm-hmm. um, um, when they were supposed to be tormented and not killed, in addition to the uh, Revelations nine and chapter eleven state that it was an angel that was that was over 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 the locusts with the power of scorpions in their tails not not a not a not a person not a man and so I I would probably just state that there and then hear 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 your response thank you um, well um, so um, ho- hold on a second Alex I don't know what your specific question is oh the question is how could the fifth trumpet have sound 33 years ago during the Gulf War right. as, as the literature that your teachings pur- purport okay. uh, when, in fact, the, the, the sealing in the foreheads adamantly takes place in the final three and a half years in, a, yeah. in accordance with, with Revelations chapter 7, verses 2 to 4. Yeah. Um, so I, so, so let, me, let me answer the question while you're on the line because you may want to respond. The, do, so the, the, the Bible says that there will be a remnant of Jews that will be, have their... Uh, a seal put in their forehead. But let me ask you a question. Do you believe that people that are filled with the Holy Ghost now are already sealed? Um, well, I, I know a sealed with the Holy Ghost, a promise, Correct. different from, from, I believe that's different from... from How would that be different? Re- well, because the seal of the God in the forehead is only reserved for the 144,000 that are going to apparently make it through the whole... Through the whole um, in time, I'm going to be redeemed when the Lord returns, and as I think it's Zechariah 12 and 10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so my understanding has been, if if that's the only 12th tribe of Israel, and it's pretty clear the Scripture tells us it's only of the 12 tribes of Israel, absent of Dan and I think uh, um, Ephraim, right. um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
um, if it's only pertaining to the 12 tribes of Israel, how do we then confuse that with incorporating as, as, as Christians? My understanding is that the root word is, 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 is taken back to first times it was used in, in literature such as like Corinthians and Romans, where in which Christians were sealed. Sure. My, my understanding is proper grammar teaches that the subject matter of the text tells mm-hmm. us that those that were sealed received the seal of God in the forehead mentioned mm-hmm. in, in Revelations 9 and 4, mm-hmm. that the subject matter to the identity of those individuals is just within the text shortly before that, sure. Revelation 7, chapter 7, verses 2 to 4. So as I read this, it's it's kind of hard for me to, I would say, maybe accept or embrace, I'm not sure if it's yeah. personal, uh, uh, that those right there that were sealed or uh, during the time of Revelations uh, um, um, chapter 9, verses 4, that that would indicate Christians as well, when mm-hmm. in fact the subject matter immediately preceding that is actually Jews or of the 12 tribes right. of Israel. So you're Jews. saying that you believe those in Revelation 9 that had the seal on their forehead are the same ones as the, those that had the seal on their forehead in Revelation 7 and that it's written in chronological order? I, I wouldn't say necessarily written in chronological order. I'm just saying the subject matter. Um, like, for instance... You know, I understand, but what, it, just let me break in here on the Alex. What I'm saying is that you're saying that the you believe that they're the same individuals. That's my question. It, it, would, it would have to be because that's the subject matter in Revelations. Right, so you're saying that you believe Revelation 9 and the fifth trumpet has to happen after Revelation 7 and the ceiling of the 144,000. Is that correct? We say it again. I apologize. I didn't catch that. that. You're saying that those that were in Revelation 9 and the 144,000 involved in the fifth trumpet has to happen after the sealing of the 144,000 in Revelation 7. Yeah, to be honest, I, okay. I, would, I would simply. Say, I would say I, okay, that, yeah. so that's where we would differ. I don't believe I that that happens after that because I believe the fifth trumpet happens earlier, and that's why, that's why we teach that the book of Revelation is simply not written in chronological order. No, I, I, so, I totally understand that. I, I, I totally agree. There's just some indications that that would suggest that. The port, the, and the reason right. why I'm what, saying what I'm that, saying is it either does or it doesn't. That's where I'm at, and it, it doesn't mm-hmm. suggest that. I think there's a clear no. It doesn't. It's not written in chronological order. That's how I don't fully understand the all of every aspect of the fifth trumpet. There are some of the portions of that that I don't understand. However. I don't believe that we can tie those sealed in their forehead in the fifth trumpet that that happened after the uh, the, the sealing of the 144,000 right there at the very end. I don't believe it's in chronological order because I believe that these are different stories that end at the sixth and seventh seal. Then we start over again into the trumpets. And if you believe they're written in chronological order, then you're going to have a problem because you're going to have the wrath of God and the second coming of Jesus Christ happening at least four times. So I'm not sure we understand all of it, but as far as are these the same group of individuals, I'm not sure I agree with you on that point. Uh, Can I explain everything? No, I cannot, and I don't claim that I can, uh, but I do know that these are not written in chronological order. So um, I do thank you for the call, Alex. And uh, maybe we can talk again in the future. i got a full bank of callers. I'm going to get to them. So Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with a magazine, then went on radio and TV. 
And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Okay, everybody, we're going to go right back to the phones. i got a full bank of callers here, so we're going to go to Wayne in Washington. God bless Wayne. Welcome to the End Time Show. How you doing, Wayne? What are you doing? Wayne, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, go. What's your question, you Wayne? Um, my question is, it's, has, it's not that important of a question. It's just a curiosity. Um, for World War Four Armageddon, do you guys have any idea what the number of casualties will be? Because World War Three is one third of the Earth's population. I was just curious. Yeah. So the bat, the the Bible does not say that Armageddon will be um, a, a world war necessarily. I understand why you're calling it a world war because the Bible says world governing armies will come down against Israel to battle. Um, but it's not going to spread out and consume the world. Um, I, that's a good point. World War Four. Would I call that World War Four? Um, I don't know. I've never looked at it from that perspective. That's actually a good. Pers- that's pretty cool uh, because the world governing armies will come down against Israel to battle. Um, so I'll have to rethink that one. However, I do not. The Bible does not give us. The Bible says. Um, one sixth of or uh, five sixth of Russia will be destroyed. That's Ezekiel chapter thirty nine. So, but is there any? I mean, I would be purely speculation on my part, Wayne, as far as the casualties in that war. Estimate. I'm sorry. I just want a rough estimate. I was thinking like one billion. Again, I don't know. I, I don't know if it will surpass the amount killed in World War Three. The Bible does not tell us that, Wayne. So I I can't. I can't give you a conclusive answer on that one. That would be purely speculation on my part. That's good. So if you guys don't know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, if the Bible doesn't tell us, then I won't be able to, you know, I, I can't tell you. I could only speculate at that point. So uh, let's just leave it at that, okay? But the World War Four thing, that was pretty cool. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to reconsider that. I hadn't thought about it like that, but the world governing armies will come down. However, I do know... It appears that it will be a coalition force, just like we went into uh, when George H.W. Bush was going into Iraq, and he was talking about this is the new world. This is not uh, Saddam Hussein against the United States. It's Saddam Hussein against the world. It will be a coalition force like that, but that was not considered a world war. So I don't know if this would be considered a world war. I don't think the casualties will be near like World War Three and uh, Revelation 9. So um, again, no, that was a pretty cool perspective. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, fire. Okay, so you, the other day you were talking, and every time you're on, you're like, so good, I'm not joking. Uh, You said there's only going to be one 
resurrection before the thousand years. Yes. Which I'm sure is correct. Yes. Uh, do you know where in the Bible it says that? Well, I mean, like, so, yeah, in Matthew chapter 24, 29 through 31, Jesus said, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, they shall see the sign of the coming of the Son of Man in the clouds, and he shall send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather his elect. That is the resurrection. In Revelation chapter 20, the Bible calls that the first resurrection. It's the same event all the way through. There are not two resurrections. The Bible didn't talk about that anywhere. Okay, so it's Matthew 24, and then the second resurrection will be at the end of the thousand years. Is that correct, or is that That's wrong? correct. That's when everybody goes before the great white throne. That's when the Bible says, okay. Death and hell deliver up them that are in them. The seas will deliver up them that are in them. That's Revelation chapter 20. And those are the only two resurrections, no other ones. That's correct. That you know of. Yeah. No, that, there are no Thank two you, other. That's it. That's, that's the two. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's go to Kathy in Nevada. God bless Kathy. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am tremendous. Thank you for asking. Okay. I got a letter from my bank. Yes. And it kind of, well, it says that they're going to change their deposit things, you know, how they, you deposit money. Yes. But I'm not going to read that part. I'm just going to read the end part. Okay. And it says, please keep in mind all deposits are subject to hold, to a hold review at any time. Okay. And we may place longer holds on certain items in some cases. Yes. Which could impact your ability to withdraw yeah. or use the deposited funds or result in a reduction of your available balance. Yes. Does this sound like what's going on? Well, uh, it, well, it does I, sound can like... Can I it, take it over the phone? Yeah, I mean... I the mean thi- over air? Yeah, the thing is, is that... I'm going to hang. Okay. Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. So the thing is, is that uh, a lot of times when you deposit money, it's, if it's a large amount, if it's $20, no big deal. But if it's, you know, um, 25000 or 50000 something like that, sometimes they will put a hold on it to see, uh, you know, maybe where it come from or they want to do a background check and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why they do it, but I know they do it to us. Here at end time. Now, we're not depositing $50,000 all the time, but I'm saying if it's a rather large amount around Christmas or something like that, sometimes they'll put a hold on that um, just to kind of verify because it's, it's a control thing really is what it is. I mean, we're putting money in there, but and, and a lot of times if you go in there to withdraw $100,000 or whatever, which we don't do, but I'm just saying um, sometimes they'll need a little time to get that together because a lot of times banks don't have, they don't keep that money on hand. It's loaned out. That's how banks make money. Money is not really worth anything until you start loaning it out and using it. And so um, a lot of times banks will do that. I don't like it, but uh, they do it and it's part of banking. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, you know, banks controlling your money. I mean, really all the banks are caught up into really they're all regulated in one way or another before it's all said and done. A lot of them, uh, unless you've got 
I don't even know if there's any hometown banks left, maybe some credit unions, but most of them are all, it all goes right back to the regulation by the Fed. Um, even my credit union uh, has said that they're now, they're now regulated as well. They got all kinds of, con, uh, of uh, regulations put on them. So the thing is, I, I think it's kind of normal. I don't like it, but I think it all ties into the system somehow or another. I don't know why they do it. I'm not that up on local banks. My wife and Vince and all them take care of all that stuff for me because I'm blowing and going so much. But at this point, if, you, if, they, if they do it, you've not taken the mark of the beast, so it's all good. Keep on trucking, and believe me, when the mark of the beast comes on the scene, I'll be on the radio and television screaming about it anyway. So uh, they do it to me, and I haven't taken the mark of the beast, so I think you're good at this point. Okay, hope that answers your question. Let's go to Sean in Texas. God bless Sean. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, Dave Robin. Hey, Sean. How you doing, my friend? How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, um, I had a question about the uh, the way we vote. Yes. So Albert Einstein coined the phrase, the phrase that we uh, continue to, def- to do the same thing and expect different results. Yeah. Well, that's insanity, right? Yes. Okay, so we're going into this 2024 election. Yep. I know. I've called several congressmen and different uh, representatives and Greg Abbott trying to uh, get a transparent website where we can go and see who we voted for Right after going to the, the voting uh, machines and yeah. coming back home and we can see, you know, who we voted for and if it's right. Yes. What do you think about us getting something different than what we already have? I mean, we can't go into this 2024 election expecting a different result if we can't get a fair election, a fair vote. Yeah. I called the uh, Dallas County election office yesterday and the first thing they said was if you would like more information on a mail-in ballot please oh man the mail-in ballots are a nightmare i think you ought to show up and i i mean i in my voting out here i voted in wiley texas and now we're in dallas and i i showed up showed them my driver's license and i got a vote i think everybody in the in the united states ought to do that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And so, uh, again, this is my own personal opinion. This is not prophetic or whatever. The thing is, though, about as far as transparent voting, if we lose the ability to have a fair election in America, then we've lost the whole thing. Our election process is... We can do in this country, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the fact is, if that is that... The government is of the people, by the people, and for the people. But now it's Thank of you. the government, by the government, for the government. <laughs> exactly. Because if, you, if you're not, don't have the ability to vote out somebody that you don't want and vote in somebody that you do want, then we, we're headed towards socialism and straight off into communism in just a well, few years. Well, how do we change that? We've got to change. That's the root problem right there. We've got to have yeah. a fair election. Yep, that's so it. The fair elections the are how the people run the country. Huh? The fair elections are how the people run the country. If you take it's it out only, of the people's hands, then the oligarchs run it, and we've lost the American experience. That's it. And so, we've got like 180 million voters in America. Why can't we have a transparent website where we can see who voted for who? Well, the the powers that be don't want us to have a transparent election. Well, then they can't cheat anymore. <laughs> well, I know. That's the thing. I mean, with uh, with the um, the the ballots and all this other stuff, the mail-in ballots. When if if you watch that two thousand mules show, I mean, those people were bringing in truckloads of ballots and putting them in 
different places. And I mean, it was like a hockey stick right there at the end that Joe Biden won. And, you know, I, I don't have the answers to all that. I just know that if we lose our fair election, and this is what I would be, I guarantee you people will be watching the 2024 election like a hawk because, um, it, you know, we, there was a red swell. Uh, people, Republicans like judges and, you know, district attorneys and the red, uh, there was a red wave in America in 2020, but yet the Republican nominee did not win. Well, well I read articles that I read articles that said that that is statistically vote. impossible for around the nation to have a red wave, but yet the Republican nominee not to get elected. And so, again, I don't, I, I wasn't there. God knows it all, and I trust God. And so, I just pray that God's will is done in this American experiment. I don't want oh, to. I don't want to lose it. Um, and I don't think we're going to, but I don't uh, think we are either because he's got to be reelected. Trump has got to be reelected to stand behind Israel because Biden's certainly not going to do it. Well, yeah, I mean, even if it's not Trump or Biden, the, yeah, I mean, the Bible says we're going to stand behind Israel all the way to the end. So regardless of who it is, I mean, I'm going with the prophecies of the Bible because I know they always come to pass. That's not even a question. And so, you know, that, that's kind of where I'm at on that, Sean. I, I trust right. God. I know that there's, I mean, I could call every congressman and, and, you know, be another voice in their ear. But the thing is, at the end of the day, sometimes, well, all the time for me, I trust God. I vote. I do the best I can. I, I, I'm living as a Christian. I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the best I can to be a, a productive member of society. I pay my taxes. I do all I can. And, but at the end of the day, I pray every day and I trust God. I say, God, not my will, but let thy will be done. And I trust him, and he's never failed me, Sean. And so that's where we're going to have to be in these end times. We've got to learn to trust God, to be led by his spirit, and he's going to help us through the whole thing. Man, we've already come to the end of our program. Wow. Uh, sorry about that, everybody. We've been blowing and going here. Uh, I'm sorry to leave all you guys on the phone. I'll have to get to you next week. I want to say God bless each and every one of you. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us. And i got a lot of big things coming up that we're going to be sharing with you guys next week. And so looking forward to that. I'm going to be on a lot of television programs. It's going to be neat. So a lot of big things coming. God bless you.